Uh, before we get going tonight, uh, we have a big announcement. Uh, longtime host Scott, my brother, has requested a trade from this podcast. I've had no choice but to deal him to my wife's Bachelor Recap podcast, The Rosé Ceremony. Let's welcome to Wolvescast, new host, Becky Lang. Thanks for having me. Let's dive right in. I want to talk about the Instagram love triangle between Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns. Welcome to episode 85 of Wolf's Cast, the show that keeps that same energy everywhere we go. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Scott, welcome back. Wow, you're back. I, I, I traded you. What happened? I didn't pass my physical. Oh, I they see. They avoided the trade. I'm, I'm stuck with you. Well, welcome back. Welcome back to the show. You know, I was excited about the trade, but uh, this is also good news. You know, I'll, I'll take you bad physical and all. It's all good. I just want to be in either New York or L.A. next season. Is yeah. all I'm saying. You want to be in a bigger, a bigger show. Mm-hmm. Bigger media media market, I guess. I just want everyone to focus on me. I, I've, I've felt like all these years I've been in your shadow because it goes, I'm Neil, and then I'm Scott. And it's never, I'm Scott, and you I'm Neil. your name Neil. first. Yeah, I want to be the alpha dog, so I just want my own scene. That makes sense. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll I'm going to do anything I can to make sure you're happy here on this show because no more trade requests. We're, we're out on that. Um, but yeah, we are, we're back. Wolf's cast is here uh, with an impromptu show. That we did not expect to be recording a few days ago. But then we got a big bombshell dropped on us and we decided to get back on the mics and do it all do it all again. Uh, we got to do something to make things right, Neil. Yeah. Ever since things uh, turned bad on Monday, uh, the skies have been raining nonstop. I'm afraid if we don't get this figured out, it'll be like a biblical flood here in Minnesota. Yeah, if, if, you're, uh, if you're a local listener, you know what we're talking about. But uh, to Gloomy skies. Everybody who's not in the Twin Cities this week. Stormy weather. The, the, yeah, the weather has, has uh, echoed sort of uh, the sentiment around Wolves Nation this week. So, yeah, we got news and we have to talk about it. We, we were kind of in season preview mode. You know, we recorded some shows. We had uh, we had John Meyer in here. You can uh, listen back to that show. It came out. You uh, should a few listen days ago. to it. You I should. listened to yeah. it today. I know we we released it like an hour or two before <laughs> the Butler news broke, and then Just hours. You know, nobody wants to listen to old news then, but it still holds up. We we address a lot of fun questions. The game at the end is very enjoyable. So yep. even if uh, once all this Butler madness calms down a little bit, uh, I would still encourage you to go listen to that show. There's a lot of questions we answer and we were going to answer the questions we didn't get to on today's pod but you know sometimes the news, yeah the news writes itself <laughs> yes yeah, so we're back and today is a very special episode we're pretty much exclusively going to speak of the jimmy butler trade request it has happened he has requested tom uh, thibodeau trade him from the wolves they had a, a meeting in los angeles on jimmy's turf thought it was going to be here but no it's a power move. Course. It's a power move right there. Anyone who watched The Office knows uh, in the episode <laughs> where Daryl's trying to get a raise from Michael, he lists the power moves of negotiation. Oh, yeah. And one of them is to change the venue. <laughs> change the and venue. Another one is to decline to say anything until the other person speaks first. So <laughs> I'd love to know how that went down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jimmy and Tibbs just being quiet, yeah. staring across the table until one of them blinks first. Right. So Jimmy made Tibbs t- speak first in that situation, most likely. And and um, you know, let him know that he would not be resigning next uh, next summer when it's he's a free agent. It's probably the best, Neil. Yeah. High school, I had to break up with a girlfriend in the rain. It wasn't great in the Minnesota rain. Yeah, it was a sad. It was a sad situation. I was in my car. I remember the day. Well, at least you were dry. But at least uh, you know Tom had sunny weather. <laughs> when, after he get after he yes. got dumped, he got to see that picture. Yeah, movie star kind of weather that mm-hmm. they always have out in L.A. Yes. So yeah, he went out there and uh, was was turned down from uh, from from the from the only person that he thought was in in the foxhole with him, Jimmy Butler, his uh, his one A, his guy that uh, he brought in. So this um, this changes everything. And I guess where I want to get started with this is the timing of it all. To me, that sure. is the most notable and the most sort of like the 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 timing of this makes it unprecedented 
it, it, since I've been following the NBA. Last year, we had the Kyrie Irving uh, requested trade that happened in late July. That, sound, that seemed very late. It took a month, and then it finally happened. Um, but there's re- this really doesn't happen uh, this close to the season. This is the part of the season where every team is optimistic and you know, I mean, touting their young guys. And, oh, we're going to be good. We're going to make the playoffs this year. But not for the Wolves. Very different. Well, uh, Bill Simmons says on his podcast sometimes that you can never really do trades around training camp because right. everyone likes their team on paper right. heading into training in. camp. Yeah. They're all like, they convince <laughs> themselves, oh, yeah, this is going to work out. And then, you know, in November is when they start to realize it's not going to work out. Let's start trading our guys. <laughs> so that's something that he always talks about in that regard. And so the timing is suspect. I mean, think back to the year where Kevin Love, that trade was held up because it needed to be 30 days uh, after the draft or something. Yeah. For, and so that trade went through around the state fair. And oh, even yeah. that was like the latest trade I could never remember happening. Right. You know? They like announced the players like around that time, like right, right at the state fair. Crazy. But yeah, this is even this later. Is way later than that. This even. is like a month later. It reminds me a little bit too of like just that feeling of getting the wind knocked out of you before the season. Uh, <laughs> like remember right before a couple years back the year, the knuckle pushups when Kevin Love broke his hand yeah. like a week before the season started. And wow. it was just a way of like taking a team and a season that you were really excited about and then just stealing all the air. Turning it on its head. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that that he that that knuckle pushups came up before the season. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember just remember it was around like, Thanksgiving oh, when he came back. But yeah, you're right. And it then, was, yeah, he came back too soon, and then had to sit out again for another month. Yeah, and this is just so strange. I, I just don't know why. I mean, hopefully, you know, we get some some word. You know, it might take years, but I would just love to know. Wh- what you know, Jimmy has to know better. I mean, even for his situation, this is worse for him to to call this this late in the game. You know, it's it's worth for, it's worse for both sides. The fact that it's this like week before training camp, mad dash to trade Jimmy Butler. Like, I don't know. The Wolves aren't going to get as good of deals possibly, and Jimmy's going to have to potentially like you know skip out on a few days of training camp. I don't know what how it's going to go down, but like it doesn't seem the most efficient way to have this happen. You you would have liked to have seen this happen in July if it was going to go down. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that probably speaks to Tom Thibodeau and his communication, uh, you know, that he's to blame as well, as far as that goes. And I just, it's just so strange that it happened like this and that it happened now. I think ideally we would have taken a few more days before we, we recorded this just because Right now, there's a lot of things we know, and there's a lot of things we don't know. You yeah. know. There's a lot of things that is rumored, but we don't know how true that is. But those are the kinds of things that might give a clue as to why Jimmy waited this long. Uh, yeah. Today, the report came out that Jimmy wanted uh, the deal to be restructured uh, between him and the Wolves. So mm. we offered him the max we could offer him this summer, Extension, which yeah. is like four years, $109 million. Yeah. But if we had cleared basically all the salary off our roster, like gutted the team, <laughs> traded Wiggins, Gorgie... <laughs> Or Gorgie Teague, and then cut everyone else and got everyone back on just the bare minimum scholarship, like a LeBron team where they're all uh, maxed out and you can only get the veteran minimum guys. Yeah. If we did that, we could have actually restructured his deal to offer him like five years, like 190, close to what, you know, is the max his we max can offer. Summer, yeah. yeah. And for him to want that, though, that's one of those things. Is that something we know or is that just a rumor? Because uh-huh. if that's something that's true, that that's a shocking lack of uh, self awareness by Jimmy to be like, yes, I expect a team to basically gut itself all the way down to nothing, just so I can get this money. So I don't know right. if that's all this true. other stuff doesn't matter. Just me, yeah. So and then stuff like that. And so like, did Jimmy want to be traded at the beginning of the summer, or as a lot of speculation is, did something happen during the summer? You know, right, right, yeah. It's uh, it's it's a big mystery. I mean, you know, I think it's it's interesting to think about. You know, lots of uh, revisionist history right now talking about, you know, should the trade have happened to bring Jimmy Butler in? Now, knowing what we know now, would we still do it? And I think prevailing wisdom is you still do that deal. Yeah, right. Um, I think we'll address that a little bit later in the pod. Yeah, as well. you still do that deal, but I think you know another thing to sort of think about. Um, you know, right now is is just you know. You do that deal again, sure, but you know we were all in the mindset of it's going to be two years minimum of Jimmy Butler. Like I remember thinking that like instantly, right? Like there's no other option in my mind. Like I didn't foresee a forced trade situation coming, and I think that was because of the Tom Thibodeau effect, right? Like we thought this is Tibbs' guy, and 
it wouldn't even cross our mind to think that he would force his way out just because they're so close, apparently, or whatever. And so that's the other in- interesting part of this is it's not just a superstar player trying to, you know, pre-agency his way out of this. It's the fact that it's Jimmy Butler and his uh, who we thought was his his one of his favorite coaches or his you know I guess it was one of the only one of his only coaches he ever played for. But you know we thought there was a closer bond with him and Tibbs. So it's just also so strange that this happened to Tibbs in this way. Well, I think that's one of the shocking things about this is that rarely in uh, the NBA do we get a real reordering of what we thought and yeah, seemed to be true. Because right. there, there whole are mindset. now things that we thought were true that aren't. Yeah. And one of these is that Tom Thibodeau and Jimmy Butler aren't as close as we thought no. they were. Yeah. Everyone assumed that's his guy, you know, and they obviously they, they have glowing praise for each other. But for Jimmy to do this to Tibbs, I mean, Tibbs might lose his job because of this. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I saw a report that, uh, I forget if it was from Woj or something, but one of the takeaways was they're not as close as people assume that they are. And so that was something that was like, wow, I thought I knew something. I thought that was something, that was knowledge that I had banked on. And now I realized, wow, I didn't really know at all. Right. And it's interesting to think of that as like, okay, so what else do we believe in the NBA world that was just, just not, not true? You know, it's just like everyone accepts it as true, but it's just not, not like that. So that's interesting. Well, one of the things I think we learned, and this is just, once again, we learn things and we change our yeah. opinions. And I didn't know that it, Butler cared as much as he did about maxing out his money. Right. Because, I mean, a lot of people thought, oh, Butler, he just cares about winning and stuff like that. And I'm not going to begrudge the man for maxing out his money. This is going to be his last big contract of his life. Yeah. You know? Yep. yep. So he should try and max it out. And I'm surprised yep. more Paul players style. Don't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Get yeah. that money. Um, but the fact that he, the teams he wanted to go to, the Knicks, the Nets, and the Clippers, he wanted to go there so that his bird rights would transfer. So that he can get that five-year, one ninety million that mm. only we would be able to offer him after right. this year. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't want to leave here and take the four-year, like one forty or something. He wants that full one ninety next offseason. So he, that means he really cares about his bird rights. He cares about being traded and getting his bird rights to transfer with him because that max max deal is apparently really important to him. Which makes me think that he would sign with us if we were the ones to offer him that max max deal next offseason yeah he would stay here right because apparently that's the number one concern for him is yeah. getting that money but he's already said that he, he wouldn't so well you know. but the question is why did he say that like, right it, you're saying like, if, the, if something else didn't happen to to make him think that he didn't like it here right whether it be you know the work ethic of the young guys or whatever i think then some, he might have resigned here something happened that made him realize he isn't going to get that offer from the wolves next offseason well and the other thing he sees in la and new york and brooklyn is that they have space for not just him but another player you know they have extra space for a, a potential another max guy you know rumors of Kyrie and stuff that's another thing we'll get to later but you know so that's the other thing that's important about that but and this is the other interesting thing that we learned about Butler and this came from Woj so I'm going to take this as true yeah as you do uh, I used to hate I used, I used to battle Woj and be like he doesn't know what he's talking about I've accepted it Woj yeah. knows yeah Woj knows he said J- Jimmy's not interested in going to the Lakers because they already oh, yeah. have LeBron so yeah. it's not about teaming up with another superstar it's not about winning it's about being the face of a franchise. And I think that's one of the main things that is different than when Jimmy came. I think when Jimmy came, he thought he would be the alpha dog. And yep. He would have a cast of supporting players supporting him. And after season one, he realized Cat, oh, shoot. Cat yeah. is as big of an alpha dog as me. At least he's getting the attention. Yeah. He's getting well, he the sees re- it in the future. Yeah, he sees it. And yeah. so I think he realizes if he wants to be the face of a franchise, and especially if he wants to be in a major market and be the face of a franchise, he has to go to the Clippers, the Nets, the Knicks. And so the things that I've learned about Jimmy is that the money may, means a lot to him. The money is maybe the most important thing to him. And the pride of being the, the guy, the guy yeah. is more important than the pride of winning. It's yeah. more important than the pride. Yeah, so. Everyone's so different. You know, we think about this, and yeah, we think that all these stars want to chase rings but you know maybe not you know there's other priorities i mean obviously jimmy would love to win championship i mean he's very driven we know that but, but not at the expense of him being right. the second best player on the team sure there's he other needs things to do that it come his first. way and be the best and that's surprising it's shocking um one of the things that shocked me too was uh you know, uh, Darren Doogie Wolfson yeah. had the scoops. And uh, according to, uh, once again, I trust uh, Doogie. Uh, he said that Cat went to Glenn and said, it's me or Jimmy. Jimmy needs to get off this roster. And that was shocking to me because uh, that's not something I thought Cat would do. Yeah. I was talking to you He's a little bit. He's growing up. He's growing up. <laughs> and once again, I'm trusting Doogie on this. <laughs> yeah. How is the league going to react to that? I mean, Jimmy's friends will take his side. So anyone yeah. Jimmy's friends with in the league is going to be anti-cat now. 
Sure. And how does that affect how people look at the Timberwolves? How does that, that affect how Cat's peers will treat him in the league? I think that Cat put a big bullseye on his own back here. And yeah. um, I don't think it's going to matter to kids from Cat's generation, Devin Booker and all those, you know, the rising stars are all on Cat's side of this. But I think the players that are bros with Jimmy, and it's going to be interesting if they're both on Team USA and come next Summer Olympics. Well, Cat can't. Why can't Cat? He's Dominican. Well, he can play on either one, though. He just has to choose. It's like Kyrie. Kyrie can no, choose I to play for a team he Australia. he already made his decision, and he can no longer go back to USA. Maybe he can, though. No, I believe he can. Okay. But either way, I'm just saying that, like, it's interesting that Cat would do something so drastic. Yeah. Risk his reputation. It must have been that bad. Might get the reputation of messing with a guy's money if Jimmy ends up not being able to get his full extension that he wants. And so something must have been really bad. And we don't know what it is. We've heard rumors, but nothing that we find credible enough to talk about on this pod. Yeah. So what was it that happened? And Kat didn't tell... Could just be so many things Kat, piling Kat up. Kat didn't like say it that. Just, it's probably not one thing. It's probably like a season's worth of things. You know, that's like the most likely... But then you say it in your exit interview. Why? But the thing is, here's the other thing that I found was shocking. There weren't tips, any exit interviews. Is I heard, yeah. Yeah, only Tyus. He canceled them. And uh, That's insane. Well, that's the crazy thing, too, is we're hearing Kat tried to reach out to Tibbs for weeks. Weeks tried to get a meeting and talk to him, and Tibbs refused, which is shocking then for Tibbs because I thought he was a better coach than that. What kind of guy has, if not the best, the second best player on his team reaching out to talk to him and goes, nah, 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 I can't hear you until Cat has to go over his head to Glenn. That, you know? That's, that's yeah. Okay, so this leads us into the blame game here. Let's 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 uh, let's go around the horn here, and and because and, there is blame let's everywhere. Play the blame <laughs> insert, game. Insert Kanye song. <laughs> uh, lots of blame going here. Jimmy is obviously the villain in, in a lot of ways here, uh, forcing his way out. But you know there are lots of people, and we're going to talk about each of them right now. Who they all messed up in some way or another over the last year to get us to this point. Jimmy is to blame, obviously, for being uh, I, I put down he's he's for being so hard to be around and apparently just being such a kind of a jerk just in general that he just got the ire up of, of Towns and Wiggins and other people in the locker room to some degree um, to get to this point. And, and then also for, for requesting a trade so late in the game, right? Like he that that is where he is to blame the timing of it all to me lays a lot on jimmy butler especially if jimmy knew about it and waited like i said if there was some kind of late breaking development where it was like jimmy just learned that it cat laid down the ultimatum in august and then jimmy's like okay now i have to react to this but if jimmy had known for months it just seems like a really jerky thing to do premeditated. Be like, you yeah. know what? I want to trade, but I'll wait until it's too late to trade me. God. It's it's very weird. All right. Tibbs is also to blame. Um, lack of communication. Like we just mentioned, no exit interviews. That's so insane and so messed up that you would end a season and not like have a debriefing with your guys and just like say what they did well and didn't do well during the season and here's what to work on and here's what we expect from you going forward. Like to me, that's all basic stuff. Like that's not that's not optional stuff. It's all very basic. Here's what we're doing. This, Especially this if you're going to be both the president of basketball oh, operations yeah. and the coach. Oh, yeah. It's not like you know what? That's the GM's job. No, it's you're, both your yeah. It's that that's you. And it goes back further than just this summer because I mean, by all accounts, J- Tibbs leveraged Jimmy in the locker room as a the, us versus you. Like this is the guy you should be like. And so he Tibbs kind of fostered this wedge between yeah. them. And it built up for the whole season. Right. He brought in Jimmy to be an example of what the guy should be like. So he kind of created this division in the locker room. And I think he painted himself in the corner by taking this gamble on bringing in Jimmy. And we were all about it. Don't get us wrong. We were all about it. You, and again, I think it's it's still consensus that, that most people do that trade. You make the deal to get the top 10 NBA player, top 15 NBA player on your team. But he did it, and it backfired horribly for him, right? So he put all his eggs in the Jimmy Butler basket, thinking, this is my guy. He knows my ways. I've had him before. It worked out great. I'm going to bring him to Minnesota. And it seemed like a good idea at the time, but you have to, at some point, you have to point the blame at at, at Tibbs for making this move and bringing it in because it didn't work. You know, again, at the time, we would all do it. But as we look back in hindsight, there's no other way around it that this move did not work for the Wolves. 
Yeah, I think it's. I don't blame him for making the move, but I blame him for not making the move work. Well, like, and, and, after, put, after and, the and by and it's the way he went about it. He could have brought Butler in and empowered Towns and Wiggins at the same time, right. but he didn't. He went all in on Butler, and it was the. It wasn't just trading for him, but it was the way he implemented the system and talked about him all season and made him the leader of everything. You know, and, and this was the guy who's going to you know interpret his message to to the players. Like it wasn't that he brought him in; it was just the all in feeling of it you know he didn't give any deference it feels like to towns and wiggins and the young guys right you know and so that's where he went wrong um and then glenn taylor i think if we back up and zoom out even to a bigger portion here glenn taylor for hiring thibodeau as the coach and gm like that is at the root of where we are right now with this problem even if you have your star player requesting out now you're in a quandary not only with jimmy butler but with your coach who is also the gm you can't just fire half of that you yeah. know what I mean? He's both. So you're in this problem. So to me, Glenn Taylor is is ultimately a default, too. Well, also because I think Glenn didn't just give Tibbs the power and say, go do whatever you want. I think Tibbs said, I'm empowering you. I mean, Glenn, Glenn said, I'm yeah. empowering you, Tibbs. But here's a bunch of things I want you to do. I need <laughs> you to max out Wiggins. I need you to, right. you know, pick Cat over Jimmy mm. if it comes down to one or two. In which we're happy. We're happy we're picking Cat, That's you know. Good. yeah. But I think that... Uh, Taylor has probably been meddling as he likes to do, and I think that's probably uh, added to the confusion. Uh, we need um, so, some would say we need we need Taylor to meddle a little more right now, right? We need we, we need, usually we want him hands off. Usually we want him off, but now Wolves fans, Wolves Nation, calling for Glenn Taylor to save us right now. Um, so I think it's uh, sort of the overall idea of Wolves fans, Wolves Twitter, whatever you want to say. Butler needs to be traded, and Thibodeau needs to go. Right, that's 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 the sentiment. But and, when and when? But when and when? When will they happen? So, which one you want to hit on first? Well, here's the question, Neil. I I, I was thinking on my drive over here, and I was thinking in my rainy drive. In the over rainy here, flooded streets of South Minneapolis. It's like rain. <laughs> um, I was thinking on my way over here, like, what are the, each of the scenarios? There's a scenario where we trade Jimmy before training camp, and we keep and in these scenarios, let's assume Tibbs is coach. Trade Jimmy. Yep. We have a coach, uh, we have new players in, and we go out and do this season. Do we keep Jimmy and trade him at the trade deadline, maybe leverage it for more, get, you know, if we keep Jimmy around and for some reason the chemistry doesn't kill us, uh, we could, you know, bank maybe 30, 35 wins before the trade deadline and hmm. then trade Jimmy. I mean, and we could just play Jimmy every minute of the game because who cares 40. about his knees, you know? We just play him 48 minutes. Uh, who you know? cares about the future? Yeah, well, who cares about Jimmy's future? It's not here anymore. So yeah. you could just guilt-free play him That's in the entire game and then just trade an exhausted Jimmy to someone halfway through the season. <laughs> or you can try riding it out the full season and call Jimmy's bluff that he will walk for nothing because we... I think it's a bluff, Neil. If it, if Jimmy cares so much about his money that he's like, I need to go to the Knicks or somewhere that can get me my bird rights, my full 190, I think he would do it here. But the question is, do we want him to be here for the next five years? Ugh. You know? Yeah, and even if it is a bluff, like, is it worth it to the Timberwolves franchise to like endure 82 games of this stuff? Like, that's that's where it's not reasonable to you know. It, it, I think it is you know an interesting idea that it is a bluff situation, but I don't think it is in the wolves' best interest to call him on that. You know, like this is this is not going to end well. Having an angry star in Long Clubhouse, yeah, really plays out and well. the fans are going to boo Tibbs. They're going to boo Butler. Like if they get this even to game one, it will be surprising to me. And maybe maybe with Tibbs, I I, I can see Tibbs sticking around. For, for a little while, not, you know, n- not not into, you know, this time next year, uh, but definitely he, well, can, he can make it halfway through the year. He can make it to the end of the year. The rumor, Those are on the table. The rumor was that if Tibbs doesn't make it to the second round this year, Glenn was prepared to strip his sure. basketball operations but mm. keep him on as coach. Mm. Again, it's going to be how well can Tibbs repair his relationship with Carl. I think that'll ultimately determine whether Tibbs gets fired. I don't think Tibbs is going to be fired this month. I don't think he'll be. I think he'll start yeah. the season with the Wolves, you know. So I think that depending on how he recovers with Wiggins and especially Towns is going to be the main determinant of whether he gets to stay around or not. I'm never happy. Uh, yeah. So, you know, Thibodeau, I think, you know, is someone who, yeah, uh, most people would like to see let go. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show here as far as who we can maybe see taking his place. 
But um, you know, I think we the idea of like him having any sort of uh, you know pull in this locker room has just got to be totally just totally vaporized at this point. Like that's the thing is uh, I think it was Wolf Among Wolves had a great post uh, from a few days ago that we'll have in the show notes of you know with, with Butler gone, Tibbs has to be gone too. Essentially, is the idea because they're so again because Tibbs went all in on Butler. If he's gonna leave. This was your one guy, Tibbs, right? Yeah. This was your diamond. This was this was the one thing that Wolves fans could look at and be like, well, Thibodeau, you know, we don't really like his methods. This I'm not sure about this, but he did bring in Jimmy Butler, so let's let's uh, you know this is his this is his uh, you know one thing that he sort of has here. So and now with that gone. Uh, I don't see where he can go from here. I don't see. I mean, you still have Gibson, you still have Derrick Rose, you still have Dang in the locker room, right? Who are who are Tibbs guys? So they're gonna ride for him. Rose but it's and not the Dang same. Could be cut on a moment's notice. It's, it's not the same when it's not an All NBA guy who's mm-hmm. out there for you, right? Like you do tend to listen to maybe a jerk who you might not like when he's an All NBA player, sure. But when you're talking about role players, uh, they uh, even you know even given their veteran status in the league, they don't hold as much weight you know w- w- when they defend Tibbs or, or or you know tell the young guys to listen up that kind of thing. So I don't know how Tibbs can win back the locker room at this point and even have a successful season in that way. So there's so many reasons why it sort of makes sense to move on from Tibbs, but the problem is is that we're a week away from the season. It's too late uh, how do it. you do it? You know, there's no. There's no reasonable sort of way out of this, especially even before you start thinking about the fact that he's not just the coach. Uh, so again, you're punting the whole season if you fire your coach at this point. The players he's brought in are yeah. meant to accompany his system, and you know that was the system that was going to get coached. If you brought in someone at this point, I mean, I just don't know how effective they could be getting this team ready for any kind of uh, basketball this season. Uh, you forgot to blame Cat, by the way. Okay. We'll I blame mean, Cat. We'll put him in there. You have a top 15 player in your locker room, and you're going to let whatever it is. What We don't know what made Cat go and say, it's him or me. But something made Cat decide, I would rather play without one of the best players in the league. I'd rather maybe not make the playoffs. I'd, I'd rather lose more. Right. Start all over. Because of something I can't get over. So maybe he has a legitimate reason. But it's pretty hard to imagine what kind of reason he has for shipping out the best player on the team. Yeah, you know, he didn't, he didn't want to form a bridge. And or, just because we're we're all on Cat's side doesn't mean that we have to agree with his decision to yeah, make his power move. Good point. Um, okay, so let's so let's talk about potential trades here for for Butler. What do we want to see happen? What's the most um, you know ideal situation for? What kind of package you want to get back in a Jimmy Butler trade? In my opinion, this is happening, but it's just a matter of when. What, um, what would you like to see? Well, I think some of the things we have to think about. One of the things about Butler was after we signed Cat to this extension, we're going to be at our salary limit pretty much. And so the idea of having Butler on the roster is if we max him out, we can go into the luxury tax with him because he was on our roster. We have his bird rights. But if he leaves for whatever and we don't have somebody on our roster that we're going to extend so we can manipulate the salary cap into Mm. getting another large salary on our team, we're not going to be able to just sign somebody in free agency for big money because we all have lost that avenue. So that's one of the tragic things about this happening is it really kind of screws us from a salary cap perspective. So I think you should look for somebody who's got some years ahead of him Right. Or somebody you can put that money on. I'm thinking Oladipo is kind of like one of the best case scenarios of the recent trades. That Paul George for Oladipo and Sabonis. Yeah. Uh, and that makes me think, well, what kind of players should we look for? Oladipo was a second round talent. Or second, first round, second pick of the draft talent. We all loved him when he got drafted. And then after seeing him in OKC, we were like, man, maybe he's not as good as we thought he was. He's kind of a bust after all these years. And it's like, no, that talent was still there. He just wasn't in the right situation. So I think about young guys like that, people who are, uh, you know, maybe high lottery picks in the draft over the past five years. And which one of those guys could you bring in? And then maybe in the right situation, they blossom into a star, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Jabari Parker would have maybe been interesting if you yeah. know his situation was different. Well, uh, there's a guy on t- on Butler's list who was drafted second overall. Oh, uh, Kristaps? <laughs> who are you talking about? Kristaps is right after him. I'm talking about uh, G- D'Angelo Russell. Oh, D'Angelo Russell from the Nets. Him. I don't want him. You don't want him <laughs> no. from the Nets. You don't want a second overall pick with. Yeah, uh, I mean the problem with him is that he is due a new contract at the end of the season. You know he'll be a restricted free agent. Yeah. Um, but you know, so you know that's that's a guy out there. You know, on the Nets who who potentially coming back. Um, but overall, I think you know I would just like to see uh, somebody who is younger, sort of kind of what you're talking about. Someone you can you know kind of get in a 
um, maybe a, what some would call like a second draft kind of idea, right? Like yeah. the first team drafted him and it didn't work out, but maybe he just needs a new team or a new situation right. uh, to really bring him out. So a second draft kind of guy, um, you know, or, or a player who was just drafted. I mean, if you just look at, um, you know, Jimmy's three teams, which I don't agree the Wolves need to trade him to, obviously. Right. They can trade him wherever. Um, but, you know, uh, Shy Alexander Gil- Gillis or whatever his name is, uh, you know, he's, you know, for the Clippers, you know, he's a, he's a player you could look at there or with the Knicks uh, Kevin with Knox. Kevin Knox. So, you know, there's guys like that or, or Neil Aquina uh, with the Knicks as well. So I would like just obviously you're, you you can't trade Jimmy Butler and get all young guys back just because of how big his number is. Right. You almost need a, a veteran like uh, Tobias Harris or, or Damari Carroll or whoever it might be to sort of eat up a lot of that contract right. to match it. So it's, it's hard to expect only young guys. But I would just like to get either a pick or a young sort of like blue chipper guy um, in any deal uh, back. But I, I think we're both agreed that we're not necessarily want a project no maybe uh, maybe well, a person who's not just at, someone who's on the timeline of towns and wiggins that's all i'm thinking i don't know how far away they have to be but uh yeah the problem is sort of what we want in that trade is going to be antithetical to what tom thibodeau wants and who, uh, who's making trade. this trade neil uh tom thibodeau and scott layton yes i think you have to have great dislike for losing <laughs> yeah so, so that's troubling trouble it's yeah. troubling because yeah, yeah, uh yeah. You know, Bill Simmons talks about this as well. Shouts to Bill. This is the second time I've name-dropped him on the pod. We know each other personally. We're good friends. <laughs> Go way back to uh, our sure. Holy College Cross. days. Yeah. Holy Cross days. Yeah, Holy Cross. Anyways, uh, something he mentions is how teams will get into a scenario where a GM is in a win-now thing. Like, I will lose my job. And that's where most bad save decisions happen. Is where it's like, I got to save my job, so let me do a bunch of short-sighted, near-term success, but not good for the long-term health of this franchise because I just need to get my next contract. If Tibbs is in a I'm-going-to-lose-my-job mode, he is. he's going to trade for some guy who's going to help this season, and maybe he doesn't even be on our contract next year. Maybe he's going to trade yeah. for an expiring contract of a vet that he trusts, you know? And uh, so it's troubling. That's one of the most troubling things. That's the hardest Tibbs part. Tibbs is now in charge of making this right. trade. Which is why people want him to go. You know, they want they want Taylor to get out in front of this and say, this person is not capable of making the right trade. Let's get rid of him. So we'll see if that happens real quick before we move on to something. Um, where do we see this going? What's going to happen here? What, what's, what, what's the most likely scenario here? I personally don't see Jimmy being traded by the start of the season. Wow. You think he'll suit up? I think he'll suit up. He won't like, oh, wow, okay. I think he'll play, you know. And what about Tibbs? Probably 20 games. But they'll trade him before Christmas or something. Yeah, Christmas would be about the right time. Yeah, Yeah. and then what do you think about Tibbs? Do you think Glenn will I think Tibbs gets the full year. Full year. I think he gets the full year. See if he can make good on his mistake. If he can bridge it with Towns, bridge it with Wiggins, kind of make the playoffs again, I think his job would be safe. I'm going to go Jimmy... Has to, you know, does not get moved in the next week, has to show up for training camp or whatever, uh, but is moved before the season starts, before game one. And uh, Thibodeau is not not axed, but the team is not good enough through halfway through the season. And then Glenn finally has the has the balls to do it at that point. So. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Anything else you want to add before we move on? There's so much, but we only have so much <laughs> really time. So much time. Be a two we, hour pod. Let's do something real quick. Just spend two minutes. Silver linings. Let's get some silver linings for people who are in despair. Some good things that could come out of this. Silver lining number one, um, Carl Anthony Towns won the power struggle. Yeah, that's definitely a silver lining. Uh, you know, I was worried they might side with Jimmy. If it was up to Tim's, I'm sure they would. He has defeated Jimmy Butler, and he will soon defeat Tom Thibodeau in the in the power rankings. Silver lining. I think Cat and Wiggins are going to get so fed up with hearing about how this was Jimmy's team, and like everyone's going to once Jimmy's gone, everyone's going to say Wolves have no shot of making the playoffs. So it's going to be on ESPN. Everyone's going to be writing off this team. I think Wiggins and Cat are going to come in this season with huge chips on their shoulder. It's I think light both, a fire. I think both of them. Like I put money on for most improved. You know, I I think there's a borderline like. If I were in Vegas and the odds were right, I might put some money on Cap for MVP. Because if he can, if he goes beast mode, you know, eighty-two games and gets us to the playoffs without Jimmy, Ooh, then I, like I think it. I think he's got a case. I like it. Um, I guess another silver lining is sort of this outcome of Jimmy Butler not being on the team even in the 1920 season, it was probably more likely than not. So the silver lining is you're kind of getting out of that sooner than you would have later on. You don't have to go through this whole season and potentially just kind of have it fizzle out and, and, and then him walk anyway. He is forcing the hand to get in front of this and to make it happen earlier, which hopefully will be a good thing. 
Silver lining. Some team is going to be paying a 34-year-old Jimmy Butler $40 oh, million dollars a year, and it's not going to be luck. us. Yeah. Even if Butler was fine this year, we have both been on the record in previous shows of saying, like, we don't want the we don't want any part of the five-year max for Jimmy Butler after right. this season. I don't care. I don't care if he was a second-team All-NBA guy again this year or whatever. Like, no. Like, no thank you. I don't want 35-year-old Jimmy Butler on a max deal on the Wolves. Sorry. We can do better. Um, all right, silver, silver linings. linings. We get something um, back too. We're gonna uh, get something. So That's Scott, what, I see a lot of people being like, "Oh, we traded <laughs> Levine and Don and Laurie Markkinen, and we just got a year out of Jimmy. We got fifty nine games out of Jimmy." Well, no, you got Jimmy. You're gonna get something for Jimmy once you yeah. trade him. You might get something better than Dunn and Levine when you trade him. Yeah. And finally, you continue on. We also got Justin Patton. I know he hasn't played any games, but people always forget we also got Justin. We also got a 16 pick in that. Yeah. You know? and we you probably can, made the wrong pick, but hey, it was still and who a knows? possibility. You know, there's he a, could come back. There's a pretty good player who, in his you know rookie contract, had lots of ankle is- issues, and no one ever <laughs> thought he would be a be able to stay in the NBA. And now he's the, well, one of the three best players in the NBA. So, um, you know, I'm not right. And pat it off at all. Okay, so Scott and I um, last night went to drown our sorrows in alcohol. Went to uh, Kieran's Pub. Yep, you might um, know the place. Just across the street from Target Center. Um, you know, the Irish place. And it's, uh, you know, it's maybe it's in the same building as the Timberwolves offices, right, which right, is to right. say that it's in the same building that Thibodeau sleeps in. Yes. Yes. And, so it's um, just an easy walk. You know, we went up to the bar just to get some drinks and pour um, one out for our expectations for the season. That's right. And um, all of a sudden we heard um, a little buzzing and uh, we looked over and we saw what can only be described as a pile of beers. Right, like a pile of like bottles of beer. It looked like it was almost a case. Right, it was almost a whole case. So many empties. Um, I think it was Sam Adams mm-hmm. um, Boston Lager um, beer. And so we dug through all the beers, and underneath all the beers was a cell phone. Um, what would you call this phone? It's a... Um, I think I had it back in 08. I okay. think it's called a BlackBerry Curve. Okay. Uh, very old technology. Very outdated. Cracked screen. Screen was super cracked. Looked like it had been thrown a few times at something. Um, and we we got digging into this phone. It was unlocked, no password. We were trying to find the you know the trying owner. to find the owner, and we we um, to our surprise, it was uh, the owner of this phone was none other than um, Timberwolves head coach Tom Thibodeau. So um, we took this phone and um, we checked out the voicemail area of it just to see if we could get any intel or, or what might be happening with this whole saga. And um, we found some very interesting voicemails um, on the phone, and we want to play them for you. We get, we got them on the computer here, so let's um, just go through some of um, Tom Thibodeau's voicemail. Here we go. Hey, Tom. This is Glenn out in L.A., Glenn Rivers. Listen, I wish you'd give me a call. Uh, it sounds like you're having a problem with Jimmy Butler, and I think I can help you out with that. I'm willing to take him off your hands, solve that problem for you, send you Danilo Gallinari, he can shoot the lights out for you, and we'll call it even. I want to help you out. We're longtime buddies. You help me win a title in Boston. I got to do you this solid. So give me a call so we can set everything up. Talk to you soon. See you, Tom. Wow, right there. Just a, just a straight trade, you know, just a little beginning of a trade right there, potentially. Mm-hmm. It sounded just like Doc Rivers. Wow. It was incredible. Yeah, but his name is Doc Rivers. Yeah, not Glenn. Yeah, Glenn. Everyone calls this guy Doc. Glenn, Doc Rivers. Although huh? it would make sense because Lord knows Doc wants to get every player that ever played well against his Celtics. Yeah, got to have them all. Um, all right, let's uh, next voicemail. Hey, Tom, this is David, and I, and I just want to say you're doing a great job with the Timberwolves. You know, and if I were you, and I had a time machine, I'd go back in time and change anything. I wouldn't do it. You're doing a great job. Thanks, Tom. This is David Kahn. Thanks. Wow. Oh, our old friend David Kahn calling in. I didn't know him and Tibbs were close. I actually have that number blocked in my phone. Oh, yeah. He's tried to call you before, and you're like, no. Yeah. I'm out. It's one, and every time he calls, he was always like, please don't hang up is the first don't thing he would up. say. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. Um, wow, that's crazy. Let's see what's next. Hey, Scott. Manuel. Rob with an H here, host of the hit podcast, Kings of the North, the NFC North podcast with Attitude. Just wanted to give you guys a quick ring and give my thoughts on the current Wolves situation, the current Wolves mess. Uh, I'm just giving my thoughts because I think I've got some innovative solutions that you may want to listen to here. Uh, so my thought in terms of what we need to do to get the Wolves back on track is threefold. So the first uh, thing that needs to be addressed is obviously Jimmy Butler. Um, and I'm thinking, what do, what do we want back for Jimmy Butler? 
And I feel more than any player or draft pick or anything like that, what we need is trust back from the Wolves fan base that came out so well last year and has now been kind of betrayed. Um, so what I propose is that we trade Jimmy Butler to whatever team will offer the most cash considerations, and then we take that cash and refund it to every Timberwolves fan who bought a piece of Jimmy Butler merchandise last year. Uh, that should help uh, mend the fences a little bit with those fans who might be feeling a little bit slighted now that they might have only gotten one year of use out of their Jimmy merchandise. Uh, so now the next thing we got to talk about tips. What do we do with tips? I think obviously he has to go, but who do we replace it with? Uh, along those same lines in terms of uh, getting the fans back uh, at Target Center, getting them feeling good about the team again, I propose that it become a perk uh, for season ticket holders that if you are especially the, the nicer tickets you get, the more games that you can coach. And, you know, if one particular season ticket holder does a really good job, then they can uh, stick around and uh, we'll consider them for next year. But uh, that would be a great interactive way to get the fans involved. And finally, what do we do about Glenn Taylor? Well, I think it's time for Papa Glenn to step down. And, again, getting the fans involved because I am a fan of the NFC North, we're going to take a page out of the Green Bay Packers book. Glenn is going to dissolve his ownership stake, and then there's going to be initial, we're going to go public with the Timberwolves. There's going to be initial IPO, and fans will be able to buy in and buy an ownership stake in the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, so that they can feel even more connected to their team. And, of course, who is going to run the daily operations of the team? Because, uh, obviously, fans can't all do that. I propose that you, Neil and Scott, become the co-GMs of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, not only do you have incredible ideas and charisma, but I also feel that there's a good chance that you might consult me on certain personnel decisions, which I would be very excited for. So we'll see what happens, but I hope that uh, hope that the higher-ups at the Wolves hear my ideas and uh, maybe consider them. Wow. Well, th- that was weird. That was like a like a message for us, like on Thibodeau's phone? What? Must have been a drunk dial. Robert with an H must have got on the wrong number. Wow, our numbers must be very close together. That's that's the only explanation for this. Well, I didn't expect to find that, but we did see one more voicemail left on there. Okay, one more. Here it is. Uh, hey, Tom. Uh, it's Jared, uh, your friend. Uh, look, I heard about the breakup, and man, I'm sorry. It's never, never easy. Now, I know after a bad breakup, it's expected that your friends tell you how much better off you are without him. But I just feel obligated to say how untrue that statement is. Like, everything is worse now without Jimmy. Like, like way worse, too. Like, so much worse. Uh, you'll probably never find another player like him. That was your shot. Like, so, yeah, that's a pretty big bummer. Um, that being said, um, I do have a few pieces of advice that I think might help you deal with all this heartache. Um, so first off, after a breakup, uh, you know, it's always nice to soothe away all the emotional pain with a bowl of ice, ice ice cream so you know go crazy there second off after that binge is over it's always good to take a little time and focus on building some healthy habits you know eat some veggies at the gym tighten up a little bit i think we're all looking forward to that before and after photo where you transform from the penguin from batman to mr clean from the spray bottle lastly after a bad breakup i know it can be tempting to make a late night phone call to an ex uh just, uh, so just get ahead of the game now and delete Joakim Noah's phone number from your phone. Yeah, I know that man bun is looking good, but it's just not worth it, Tom. Tom? Tommy? Okay, good. All right. Uh, so instead, why don't we return to an old fling? Uh, instead of returning to an old fling, why not uh, try to find someone new, someone really handsome? Uh, might I suggest that instead of a basketball player, you turn to Hollywood and sign uh, Gerald Butler? You can give him number 23 and save yourself the trouble of making new jerseys. And in the movie 300, he showed that he really knows how to defend the gap. Uh, so that's it now, Tommy. Uh, keep your head up and just remember that things always happen for a reason. The reason being that you're not a very good coach. Bye. Well, there we go. Some uh, voicemails we found on Tom Thibodeau's phone. Wow, those were amazing. Good times. Well, there you go. Uh, we're going to we're continue on with the show. But, of course, first got to pay the bills. Time for a sponsor. All right, sponsor time. Uh, today's sponsor is the uh, NBA Crisis Hotline. That's right. Uh, as Timberwolves fans, uh, you know, we have some experience 
with uh, dealing with some tough times. So the NBA crisis uh, hotline has called upon us in these times to field some calls um, from some other NBA fan bases. That's right. You know, winning last year, being winners, that was awkward, wasn't it? Really weird. We really didn't know how to act, but super weird. Something about the news this week, it kind of felt like putting on an old glove if it's just right. Oh, yeah. We were in fine form, as was the Twitter sphere, the Timberwolves bloggers. Everyone is in mid-season form because when it comes to disaster... Timberwolves fans are used to it. That's right. Make sure um, you give us a call and, uh, you know, we can uh, talk you through your problems. Uh, let's say you're a Portland Trailblazers fan. Uh, should you break up CJ and Dame? Uh, we don't, you know, that that is a tough thing that you have to deal with right now. Are your two best players good enough? Are they incompatible? Or are they incompatible? We don't know. And this can cause a lot of strife. So, you know, if that's something that's worrying you, give us a call. <laughs> We've been there. Just like if you're a New York Knicks fan and you're wondering... If the star that you have put all your hopes and dreams into reviving the legitimacy of your friend... I'm just going to restart it. Maybe you're a New York Knicks fan, and that star that you pinned all of your hopes and dreams of returning to NBA relevancy upon has injured himself in a potentially career-altering injury. That's right. If you're a Chris Tapps Porzingis fan, we've been there. If you're a Pelicans fan, your franchise player might just force himself out. That is looming for you right now, you know? Uh, Jimmy Butler, you know, we just had that happen to us with uh, with Jimmy, but, you know, it's a little bit worse with Anthony Davis out there in, uh, you know, in uh, in New Orleans. You don't have a young player like Towns right behind him, ready to, ready to take over. So, you know, that can be troubling. So, you know, make sure you give us a call if that's your case. And if you're a listener in Orlando, please call right now because if you're worried that your losing culture has developed a, a chemistry where your young, talented lottery picks can't possibly improve and they're just squandering their talent and you may be permanently stunting their careers, give us a call now. We know what that feels like. And last and certainly least, the Sacramento Kings. Wow, you have a lot of problems out there. If you're a Kings fan, kudos to you for sticking it out. But, uh, you know, from the problems you've had in the draft to losing a superstar in DeMarcus Cousins to just general incompetency in your front office, well... You know, I think you need to give uh, the NBA Crisis Hotline a ring. Um, the number for you, if you need to do that, is 1-888-NBA-HELP. Okay, give us a call. We, Wolves fans, we are here to listen to you. We can relate. There's nothing so bad that we haven't been through it before. That's right. Reach out to your Wolves fan with the NBA Crisis Hotline because when it comes to basketball, we know trauma. And up next, it's time for Power Rankings. Power Power. 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 Rank! 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 Power rankings. Time to count it all down. That's right. We have something to rank. And today, we've tied it all into our very special edition of Wolf's Cast. Jimmy Butler trade. Uh saga happening um and today we are going to rank potential new head coaches for the timberwolves and uh for the record this is we're going by most likely right so not necessarily like what we would love to happen but what is maybe most likely to happen who are some faces that we could potentially see you know glenn taylor intervening on on tom thibodeau saying get out of here and uh, we're, we're going to put this person um, in there instead. Um, just, uh, you know, this was an extensive list. We cut it down from like 30 to, oh yeah. to just Huge our list. top six. Huge list. Got to so, cut through the chafe. Yes, we have six of them to start with right here. And uh, at number six, uh, we have uh, Sam Mitchell. That's you, right. Salty you know him. Smitch himself. You know him. You love him. Uh, he was here a few years ago. He, uh, you know, still, I believe, working for NBA TV and TSN across the border. Had a and, good relationship uh, with Wiggins and Cat. Yeah, he likes the young guys. Just, just fine. He never thought, you know, get these guys out of here. We're trying to, trying to get to the playoffs. We're and trying the to... way we did him, Ron, made KG leave the franchise. So if we bring back Smitch, maybe KG will come back and play for us a little bit more. Who knows? That's right. That brings us to number five. There was this guy who I think would be a great head coach. And I thought, man, I can't wait till the Orlando Magic fire him. <laughs> and Neil was like, Scott. They already have. That's they right. Did. Frank Vogel Frankie, out there. Frankie. He was in a no-win situation uh, down in Orlando, but we've seen that he's kind of, he's a heady coach, you know? He's, yeah. he's a basketball nerd, and I also think he's good at reaching out and getting along with his players. Yep. So unlike uh, Mr. 
I'm never happy. Frank Vogel is a smiley presence that would be welcomed, a ray of sunshine. Yes, sunshine. we need we need some uh, we need some sun, we need some joy, as we talked about uh, in the last episode of Wolves Cast. You know, we need some joy back here. Let's move on. Number four, Becky Hammond. That's right, the first WM, the first uh, female. Uh, head coach in in NBA history will very likely be Becky Hammond. Uh, she got uh, she was interviewed for the Bucks job uh, this summer, and I believe one other maybe in uh, Charlotte. Um, so she's had some interviews. She's currently on Greg Popovich's uh, bench in, in uh, San Antonio, which is always a good sign. So you've been anointed uh, by by the by the greatest uh, um, in Popovich there. So Becky Hammond, you know, legendary WNBA guard, um, and you know now she's trying to coach, and she's um, probably the most likely person to, to be a head coach in the NBA um, as far as women go. I don't know what it was like in the 50s and in the 60s, Neil, but for no. my entire life, elementary school on, weren't the girls always the smartest ones in your class? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. I don't think there's anything that a man can do that a woman can't do better. So let's bring in Becky. Let's, br- let's, let's bring her in. All right, moving on to number three. We have Van Gundy. Oh, which one? Any Van Gundy. Oh. Pick a Van Gundy. Let's bring him on in. You know they have free time right now. If your last name is Van Gundy, you could be eligible for this job. And you know what? If it happens to be Jeff, he's a guy who likes having a great center and just put tons of shooters around him, which is something I think Wolves fans have been clamoring for for years now. Absolutely. That's. Uh, I'll take a Van Gundy. Let's go. It seems like a good stopgap. Number two. Number two uh, is none other than, uh, you know, keeping it local. Links head coach Cheryl Reeve. That's oh. right. Glenn Taylor. <laughs> Glenn Taylor's had, uh, you know, good luck with her. You know, I think they are on, um, they have a very close relationship. And, um, you know, I think Glenn has seen the success on that side of the ball and that side of the franchise. And uh, there's four times that Cheryl ooh. Reeve has handed Glenn Taylor a championship trophy. <laughs> right, right. They have posed for photos. They've dumped champagne over each other all the time. So, you know, uh, although Becky Hammond is probably more likely uh, locally right here in this market, it's probably Cheryl Reeve who is more likely to. To, to become uh, the next coach of the Timberwolves. So it, is, it sounds kind of like an out-there idea, but uh, don't get it twisted. Cheryl Reeve knows her stuff. Glenn loves her. What else do you need? We all love her. Yeah. Plus, yeah. we're recording this on her birthday. Happy birthday, oh, Cheryl. Oh, yes. Also happens to be your birthday, Neil. Happy oh, birthday yes, to you. Oh, yes, we share a birthday. Thank wow, you very much. Wow, what a great shared birthday. What I a great birthday, one. buddy. I love that one. It's like the only, it's like the only good one of, of, the, of my day. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's better than the ones I have. So All right, we've made it to number one. Uh, you know, we had a coach, uh, Coach Saunders, on this team before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's actually mm-hmm. Coach Saunders was the best coach the Wolves have ever had. Oh yeah. So why don't we run it back and try to get another Coach Saunders to step up and fill that shoes? Ryan Saunders, of course, has been an assistant coach on the team for years, well liked by the players. And then, hey, wouldn't that be nice for the players to like their coach? Imagine for that. Imagine that. So, and if something were to happen to Tibbs midseason, like I predicted, and Glenn was like, maybe I shouldn't hire a new coach uh, as a reactionary thing. Maybe I shouldn't try and get someone mid season there's a really good chance that ryan would become the interim coach and if it's the kind of case where a unpopular coach gets fired and all the players galvanize around the new coach and play really well then i could see ryan making that interim tag just go away and become the permanent head coach yeah i think most wolves fans would like to see this and 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 i think it's for us it's the most likely because he's already on the bench and he's you know the other guys are more like tibbs guys um you know, uh, what, uh, Andy Greer, I believe, you know, and, and other people on the, on the Tibbs bench, you know. So I can't see any of them necessarily stepping up. But, hey, Ryan's the guy that was made untouchable by Glenn Taylor. And, um, you know, so we know that there's affinity there. And uh, it just seems like the most likely situation. So maybe Ryan Saunders. Once again, we're, go- we're diving into the bag of this is something that Wolves fans used to hate about Glenn Taylor that we're now asking him to do. Well, right, where we want the nepotism. The number one. <laughs> we want the country club back, please. The number one decide factor on who the next coach will be is how well are they buddies with Glenn? <laughs> hey, that's that's hey, if we're looking for most likely, yeah, look close. You're looking Glenn's uh, you know speed dials. <laughs> that's right. All right, that's uh, that's power rankings. Let us know uh, who you think should be in these power rankings. Who do we miss? Uh, tweet at us at Wolfscast on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Time to move on to weekly Wolfies award time. Your weekly wolfies. Yep, weekly wolfies. Uh, we haven't done this all summer. We I got some the theme awards. Music. We got some awards. I love the drums. I always play air drums <laughs> when I hear the theme music. We have uh, we have awards to give out, and um, 
Uh, I'll get us started. Uh, I'm going to give an award to, not that we need to shout him out every episode, but we do. Britt Robson, our fave, best writer. Uh, great, uh, great, uh, great writer. And well, we got to you know have him on the show uh, last year. That was really fun. Uh, the Wolfie goes to Britt for, you know, uh, you know, kind of saying my bad and kind of saying that someone that he called out was, was absolutely right. So to kind of back up, um, there is a writer for the Chicago Sun-Times, Joe uh, Cowley, uh, who this summer, who you might remember in July, um, wrote in the Chicago Sun-Times, sort of a rumor that uh, Jimmy Butler might be, might be uh, you know, short-lived in Minnesota. He wrote, a league source close to the situation told the Sun-Times on Tuesday that Celtics point guard Kyrie Irving and former Bulls all-star Jimmy Butler, who's been playing with the Timberwolves since the draft night trade in 2017, are still trying to figure out a way to play together. The Celtics could try to acquire Butler this summer, or the two former Team USA teammates could simply opt out of their player options after the next season and join forces then. Their intent is to build an elite backcourt, whether that's in Boston or somewhere else in the East. Ooh. So that rumor came out. Uh, Britt Robson and most of uh, other observers probably said, no, 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 that's not going to happen. We got one more year left of, of uh, Butler. He's not going anywhere. Uh, Britt tweeted, if anyone believes Joe Cowley is an agenda-free, objective reporter, then they are a lousy judge of character. Ignore the bullshit. Butler, Tibbs, Towns, Wiggins are together for the 2018-19 season. Everyone knows the rubber meets the road a year from now. Many questions answered by then. That's what we all thought, right? So, uh, sure enough, <laughs> sure enough, Butler does opt out. Does seem to want to go east to a team with uh, lots of cap space to maybe add another player uh, who's a free agent in 2019. And sure enough, Britt Robson tweets, credit where credit is due. Joe Cowley was right about the Butler drama leaving the team this season. I was wrong. That is just that is just legit right there from from uh, from Britt Robson. I like a guy who can eat crow. Yeah. I like how it w- the award went to Britt for apologizing and not to Joe Crowley for getting it right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. this isn't the Sun-Times reporter who said Butler wants to come back and play for the Bulls, right? Right. That's no, no, no. Idiot. That's a different okay. thing. Yes, I think. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just, just, just cool that he kind of said, you know, I had it wrong. This guy had it right. You know, just giving credit after the fact. It's fine to, you know, trash someone and think that they're wrong. But then when, if they turn out to be right, just say so. Do you think that Butler wants to go to the East because he took a look at the West and was like, I want to make an all-star team this yeah, year. It makes sense. I'm going to keep the all-star appearances rolling. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, it's going to be hard to make a Western Conference all-star team. Yes. All right. Well, that's a good Wolfie. Uh, I always like bringing up Britt on the show. Please, let's get a uh, podcast episode from Britt and Brower soon. I want to hear their takes on it. Uh, my award is going to go, the Weekly Wolfies, to Kevin Love for starting the Kevin Love Fund to help change the stigma around mental health issues. Um, you know, you've probably, I think we talked about this on the pod earlier yeah. when it came up. Kevin Love had a Players' Tribune article, and he was uh, one of the featured players in Jackie McMullen's uh, ESPN feature on mental health in the NBA. And I think that what he's doing is really brave. Um I personally have always dealt with mental health health issues, and I don't think there should be a stigma around it. Your brain can get sick just like your body can get sick, and nobody feels bad. No one blames you when your body gets sick, you know, but people act like your brain getting sick is such a terrible thing. So I've always been really upfront about it because I know we got to change the stigma around it. And I know it's a lot harder for NBA players because they've got millions of dollars at stake. Part of the sad part about Jackie McMullen's series was showing that GMs were like, yeah, we want access to that so we can avoid those players and we can offer them less money and we can try to not sign players with mental health issues. And that's crazy. Um, actually, that's a bad word to use. You shouldn't use crazy as a, a pejorative, you know? <laughs> right, so right. Yeah, that's misguided. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's bad, though, that that's still where the... NBA is where players have the right to feel like they would be stigmatized if they came out with this. So yeah. um, kudos to Kevin Love. I think it's a great cause, and I just think it's uh, it's a very brave one for him to take up. So shouts to him. All right. Uh, good Wolfies. Uh, we're back giving out awards. We've got plenty more for this uh, upcoming season, uh, but we're going to wrap up this show uh, by playing a game. Yes, that's right. Even when we're crying, we can still have some fun by playing a game together. This is a game we've played before, Neil. It's a pretty simple one. It's called Would Would You Rather. Uh I'm going to present you with scenarios. You're going to tell me, would you rather do this or that? And I'll tell you if you made the correct choice. Okay. This one is uh, simple. We kind of addressed it a little bit. Knowing what you you know now, would you rather have Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and the number seven pick of last year's draft? Or would you rather have Jimmy Butler, number 16 pick, a year where you won 47 games and broke a 14-year playoff drought, and where you had 18 home sellout games, all the good stuff from last year. 
Which would you rather have? Wow, I'll take the latter, please. I agree. I think, uh, you know, people... That's, that is correct. Um, I think a lot of people online are kind of saying, oh, hey, I told you the trade was bad, and I don't think the trade was bad. Even a one-year rental of Jimmy... And once, again, people, we're going to get something back for Jimmy when we trade him. Right. But there will even be if more. it was just a one-year rental for Jimmy and he left, I can't, like, I, I think it's people who haven't been here for the 14 years of losing, Neil. I, I don't think people yeah. can understand how important that was to break that up. You can't go 20 years of losing people. You lose a team then. Short-sighted, you know? yeah. Yeah, we go any farther and we're going to lose this team. They're not going to stay in Minnesota. We were on the brink of permanent damage to this franchise forever. <laughs> and so for people to be like, oh yeah, we could have kept Levine because then maybe we could have beat the Warriors in 2022. Zach Levine's not a good player. Chris Dunn is not a good player. Laurie Markkinen might be a good player, but who really knows? You, What we got last year was so special, and if you don't reset that clock from 14 years back to zero, you become a huge laughingstock, even more than we were before. you got to give fans something to be excited about and think about all the brand new Timberwolves fans all the kids in Minnesota who just cared about the Vikings in the wild and <laughs> never watched it because their parents didn't watch it think about all those kids who are into the NBA now so I just think that the worth of making the playoffs is immeasurable and people aren't taking that people are taking that for granted I couldn't agree more it's like uh, that question was, was had a point to it wow. yeah that's the only one I'm going to rant about <laughs> we'll see alright Neil next question would you rather have loved and loved and lost or have never loved at all? Wow, definitely loved and lost. I'll take it. I'll take a love and a loss. I think that's correct. I'll take both L's. You gotta open yourself up, people. Even if it hurts eventually, it's better to have that love in your life. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme to this theme to this uh, would you rather game. It's gonna change. <laughs> Next up, Neil. Would you rather have a lottery team for nine years, but one year you get a trip to the finals? You don't win the finals, but you get all the way to the finals. Or would you have a, would you rather have a team that for ten years makes the playoffs every year but never gets to the second round? Oh, that's so good. Oh, make it to the finals but don't win the title. Wow. Um, I think I'll take the I'll take the playoffs, but you don't win it. I don't know. I think it's more fun that way because then you at least get a good regular season, right? You yep. get a winning regular season. You're basically and a Portland Trail split. I'm thinking fan. in this situation, you don't know that you're cursed. It no. just keeps happening that every, way. Every year you think so you're you would make have it to the a little round. bit of natural, like this is the year, um, and even that, just getting a few home games of, of, of playoff games would just be dope. So. Yeah, you're basically yeah. the Portland Trailblazers from the last Yeah, day, yeah, there you, you know? go. Yeah, and I would take that honestly because I've been in the other shoe without the finals appearance. <laughs> All right, two more, Neil. Would you rather have Tibbs wake you up every morning as your alarm clock, that is Tom Thibodeau in person screaming at you to get out of bed, or be forced to watch all of this year's Timberwolves games on a standard definition television? Oh, no. Oh, no. Let's say Tibbs is just one year. Okay. Both of these are for one season only. One season. Oh, boy. I'll take, I need my high def. I need my quality. I'll take Tibbs waking me up and probably better for me. Probably just get me up quicker or whatever. It'll be annoying, but it won't. It'll be. A, it'll probably be a net positive to my day. Yeah, and I said that he's your alarm clock, so it kind of implies that you can choose okay. when he wakes you up. Right. So it's okay. not like he's waking you up at 5 a.m. every day. He's waking you up at what time you have you decided to right, wake up. Right. Normal time. But Got it's it. just him very angrily screaming at you. That's a good one. All right. One more, Neil. Would you rather take an eight-hour road trip with Andrew Wiggins, but there's no radio or anything in the car, so you have to make small talk the entire time? Or would you rather take a transatlantic flight where you're sitting next to Gorgie and Cat is sitting behind you, so there's no leg room. You're just crushed for the whole transatlantic flight. You don't get to talk to Gorgie or Cat. They're sleeping or they have their headphones on. I'll take the road trip with Wig. I'll, I'll take it. I, I don't know. I feel like it's uh, more fun that way. Oh, you would too? Yeah. That's the right one? I think at the end of the day, it's going to be really awkward. It'll be way more awkward than the flight would have been. And maybe it's such a disaster that it ends up being the wrong call. But at the end of the day, one of these scenarios you can come out of it with a friend and the other ones you can't yeah i feel like i would i could at least talk a little bit to wigs whereas you know i don't know about gorgie but i don't i just you know i'm also a person with long legs so man some some uh some other big guys yeah, around me it's gonna be a problem yeah. yeah oh yeah cat's knees are digging into your yeah, back the whole that flight. is physical pain versus like some awkwardness i'll, I'll take the awkwardness, oh i remembered please. one more what was it gonna be it was uh, it might have been the other alternative. Tweet it out. Tweet it out. It's, it's a tweet extra. It was it's a Twitter extra. Yeah, it was something like, "Would you rather do this, or would you rather have all to do all the?" Oh, I know what it is. Neil, would you rather? You're going on tour. Yeah. And uh, you have 
put strategic breaks in your tour where you get to come home for a couple weeks, see some Timberwolves games. Right. It's going to be good. Would you rather not see, uh, would you rather be able to do that, come home and see games, but you have to wear a full crunch uniform every time you're on stage with Cuckoo for this tour? (laughs) If it's not ventilated. Or, or, or you just don't see a game, you don't get to see a Timberwolves game in person until the new year. Oh, I mean, I I could wait to see a, I could wait to see a game. You might die if you had to perform in the crunch shooter. That would be so hard. Yeah, that would be insane. A lot of dancing. Yeah, I think you would die. <laughs> Too many I think moves. you would die. So that we'll take that as well. All right, we made it to the end. That's a game. Thank you for doing the game, Scott. Thank you for putting that together. My would pleasure. you rather? Let us know what you uh, if you would disagree with any, with any of those. What would but, you rather uh, do? Fans? What would you rather do? Uh, we made it to the end of our special edition. Thank Thanks for listening. Please uh, subscribe. Go back and listen to our season preview with John Meyer. It's terrific. I listened to it today. I was laughed out loud several times, and I was here to record mm. it. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, and also, um, you know, if you're new to the show, we'll be having a show pretty much every week uh, during the season. So subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We're there for you. And um, and yeah, check us out. We'll have more shows coming. If nothing happens, the next episode right. you'll hear will be Robert playing our third annual Timberwolves Jeopardy with us. There will be some Jimmy Butler questions. Sorry. <laughs> we pre-recorded it. We're also going to have a, a season preview happens. pod in there as well. Yep. So there'll if be some other shows. If something happens, though, with Butler, uh, I'm in San Fran next week, but Neil and I will Skype and we'll get a pod out. We'll so. have to punch in. We'll have to punch in and get something going. Uh, but, yeah, that's all we have for you um, this week. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back with uh, some se- se- more season preview episodes coming soon. So keep on listening. Stay tuned on canisupus.com. Thanks for listening. Everybody. Go to kangaroo.com. Happy birthday, Neil. I'm Andrew Wiggins. Say, big bro, I don't think you should have sent that tweet out. Why you say that? Shit, because, you know, Jimmy Butler, man, he played with a lot of heart. He played hard. He played with a lot of heart. And I ain't got no heart. Now, you want to get on social media and talk about Jimmy? We lose him. My team ain't got no heart. Now, if you're going to take me uh, to the Wizard and uh, help me find a yellow big road to give me a heart, then cool. You can talk about Jimmy all you want because, you know, I ain't got no heart. So, shit, you gonna take that back or, or tell me find a yellow big road and take me to the wizard, man? Cause shit, I ain't got no heart at all. That's why Cleveland traded me. <laughs>